You're listening to High Radio with Miss Amber. Hi. To get into my next special guest, I just want to give a few shout out. First, a shout out to Dimitri Alfonso. Uh, Dimitri, shout out to you. Uh, was it last Friday that we uh, we performed together? My guitarist is that. Uh, all the love to you. And also, Akushia Kells. I love you, girl. That's my home girl. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, Ohene Lord, I want to still want to know what you're talking about. She still doesn't follow back. Tell me what I did wrong. Please <laughs> tell me. Uh, all the love to you. And of course, Leticia Jemfi, uh, who is listening right now and is showing some love uh, because she listened to the interview with Kineta. Um, you're still listening to Africa Unfocused and my special guest I have came all the way uh, here. Um, he goes by the name of not saying it yet, <laughs> but he is one that I, uh, I know for some time and I know him to be an entrepreneur. I know him to be a sportsman. I know him to be a coach and I know him to be uh, one with a substantial following because when you follow him or when you have heard some of what he does on Instagram or YouTube, he recently launched his uh, a web series called Dennis Topin Trained. And what he does on there is not just a piece of advice as to how to work out, but he is a trainer to the celebs. Uh, that to me uh, takes a lot of work and uh, some personal branding, how he does it and how he has built his empire and how he is planning to build it. Furthermore, we are going to talk to that to him about that right now. And I introduce to you Dennis Topin Fofi. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I yeah. can tell you're shining. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's good, so I it's don't know where it's coming from, but I said whatever brought it, keep giving it to me yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was your Sunday? My Sunday was pretty rela well relaxed. Yeah, relaxed actually. I just came from this uh, quarterly in Belgium. Are um, you sure? Relaxed? Yeah. In I, your case? Yeah, well, I didn't have to work out. I didn't have to do anything. Just mm -hmm. just follow the, 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 the trainers and just enjoying my time there. So it was pretty relaxed today, actually. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. most of the... First of all, um, what's it called? Um, compliments to you. Every sports person I have you on the show comes early. <laughs> way more early than they're even expected on the show. What is it with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Every sports person. Yeah, yeah. We just we just try to, to 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 yeah. We just try to be you know setting the right example and uh, pushing it through. That's it, actually. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, we well, don't play. We don't play with our time. You don't play with your time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, compliments for that. Uh, thank you for being on the show first yeah. and foremost. Um, uh, we of course going to talk about you. Uh, explain to us how your Sunday was. Yeah. Uh, didn't you have to like exercise being a sport man? Because I have this idea of like. Don't you have to be on the treadmill or something every day? Well, I, I, I did a workout today. I usually do like, I try to do a little workout every day. Um, and sometimes I put breaks into it depending on how I feel. But uh, today I did a little strength training. Yeah, so I have to be honest, I did <laughs> um, this morning. And after that, I went to this uh, quarterly, as I was saying, a less most quarterly. And that means that all the instructors um, come together every quarterly to get the new releases of the programs. You're an official instructor, instructor yeah, for A that. trainer, actually. I. So what I basically do is I instruct the instructors mm -hmm. concerning the programs that um, I teach. Okay. One of them is called Les Mills Grit. That's a high-intensity interval training of 30 minutes. And uh, every three months, they release a new program, and we have to teach it to the instructors so that they can teach it in their clubs. Basically. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you came all the way from uh, Belgium. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Okay. True. Well, we're going to talk more about that in just a mm -hmm. little bit. But first, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. 
Uh, I know Dennis. <laughs> uh, who would you say Dennis Toppin uh, is? Well, I think uh, um, if you if you would say Dennis Toppin, I'm an eager person who wants to learn, but also someone who's not afraid to express himself. Uh, that's me. So I love learning new things, develop myself, but also I'm a happy person. Um, good vibes yeah, only. Yeah, good vibes only, exactly. <laughs> you know, I love good vibes, positivity, yeah. always. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, got it. And where could you tell us a little bit about where you're from, where your parents are from? So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents are from Ghana. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm from Ghana. I was born in Ghana as a young boy. I came to the to Europe, to the Netherlands. Proper Ghanaian. Uh, proper Ghanaian, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my parents are from Ghana, and right now I'm based in The Hague. Um, that's where I do my stuff. I got my gym over there. That's where I train my, my people, my clients. Um, yeah, what else? Tell me. What else do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, how old were you when you came here? Um, I think um, I was pretty young. I think around between six, eight, something. Six, eight, so yeah, really yeah. young. Yeah, yeah, So you did yeah. primary school here in Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. I came in uh, group, group five, five, four, five. That's Which would I probably came. be about eight or seven or something yeah, like that, Yeah, yeah, right? something like that. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a bit about, because uh, you're now a sportsman. I think you eat and breathe sports. But was that, how, how did that come about? And was that always the path that you had taken on? So um, as, a, as a boy, I love sports. I love outdoor sports. I love playing outside. I'd rather do that than sit inside and study. Even though my, my academics are good, I, I really love being in movement and emotion. So um, I think I always had it in me. It all started with doing from, from football to basketball to tennis to everything to, to the extent that um, I really found my sport basketball. And mm-hmm. I kept doing that for quite some time. And unfortunately, I had to stop due to injuries. And from that point, I needed to find something else. And that's where fitness came in. Mm-hmm. And from that was, I think, some, I think like eight, eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. And I started just working out in the gym. Mm-hmm. And from that, I wanted to work in the gym. And, you know, that's where the ball started rolling, actually. So yeah. passion for sports was already there. Yeah, always. Um, as a young kid, uh, from basketball to then fitness and yeah. everything. Yeah. So uh, what is your educational background? Did you choose for sports right away? So no, no, no. You know you know how our African parents are, right? They don't see I future in sports. I was just going to ask, like... <laughs> so, um, yeah, my mom, my mom and dad weren't, like, really into sports. They wanted me to study politics, and I did something like... It's, it's like, yeah... Uh, it was politics if I would translate it into English, but in Dutch it's like called bestuurskunde, which is probably governmental, it's governmental stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think governmental so. studies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, governmental studies, because you know, if it isn't a lawyer, you have to be a doctor. If it isn't a doctor, you have to be a politician or something. The African uh, a diplomat dream. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did that. I finished that, and from the second I stopped doing that, I was like, you know. Um, I wanted to do something with sports. But before I could do that, I had to work. I was working for the government tax company. Uh, I was a manager, managing over 100 people. But I wasn't happy with the work that I was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, I told my parents, look, you know, I did what you guys said. Um, but at this point in my life, I want to do something that makes me happy. So when so was that? That was, um, let's say, six years ago. And I just quit my job. And I was like, yeah, I quit. And my mom was like, what are you going to do? It's like, well, I, f- I will find out. Okay. And um, from there, I started like working in the gym more. Um, that couldn't cover the, the expenses I had. But I, I, I was lucky enough that I saved enough to, to yeah. you know, back me up for some time. But yeah, um, from there is where it all started, you know, um, doing an extra course 
of personal training and developing myself as a Les Mills trainer and doing the Les Mills car courses and, and so on, actually. So at that point, was it, did you know that fitness was something that you wanted to go all the way for? What were some of the challenges that you might have gone through while finding out what's, what your thing is? So um, um, I knew that I wanted to do something with sports and fitness and also coaching. Mm -hmm. So um, sports fitness coaching led me to personal training because you coach people to be the best they can be mm -hmm. and reach their goals um, when it comes to health and uh, their physique. So yeah, before I could do that, I needed to, to, to understand what it is. So I tried to develop myself as good as I can. And I think th that was one of the biggest challenges because you have so many, so many like perspectives when it comes to fitness and the human body so to find your 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 yeah your quality or your specialty was um that was the biggest challenge i think yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay so actually knowing in which area to specialize in, exactly that yeah. was your challenge yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh what i would like to know because this is something i ask everybody yeah. who is of african and things yeah. um a lot of people talk about cultural differences yeah. you know growing up yeah um coming from a guinean home mm -hmm. um one of those things that one mentioned was being timid you know uh yeah. inside an african home that is really much required it's a way of showing respect mm -hmm. but you know when you get into the outside world which is um, here in the Netherlands that mm -hmm. is not really encouraged. True. So these are some of the cultural differences uh, that somebody pointed out. Uh, what would you say are some of the things that you dealt with growing up, coming from a Guinean home? Um, I think as a child when I came to the Netherlands, one of the things I had to deal with, like the cold. The first of all, the cold. <laughs> the second of all, you know, when you when you talk to someone here uh -huh. in the Netherlands, you look them in the eye. Yeah, and that's yeah, something yeah. I wasn't used to. Okay. To look someone and being up close. Yeah, and being up close. I felt uncomfortable doing that. Especially when, you know, the teachers would tell me off and I would look down because I respect them and they'd be like, <laughs> Look me in the eyes when I'm talking to you. I was like, Whoa, I'm not used to that looking yeah, in your eyes. It. But some stuff like that, also finding your identity in in, in in this society that we're living in. Because, you know, I think back in the days, I think we still are um um the Guardian community is a minority in the Netherlands. Yeah. So getting in tune with your culture, living in a Dutch world is 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 it's pretty tough actually. Yeah, pretty challenging. Yeah, yeah, challenging exactly. So, um, what helped you, or what did it take for you to kind of find a balance within that? Um, knowing how to cope with your culture when you are within your community or at home, because mm -hmm. it's not always community case for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, knowing how to be very, um, what's it called? Showing an assertiveness when you are in the Netherlands, outside in your working space. How did you, how do you balance that? Um, that's a good question, actually. At first, I think I, I tried to understand the differences between um, the cultures. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I embraced both of them. Mm -hmm. And from the second I embraced both of them, that's where I could find the perfect balance. It became natural, actually. I adapted to the Dutch culture, but I kept my Ghanaian roots. And um, by that, I, I think I mingled the both of them, and that's how I found my balance. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Got it. Well, in a bit, we're going to come uh, right back, and then we're going to talk about uh, your your gym, because you're yeah. a gym owner. Yeah, true. Which means business. Yeah, true. Uh, and a lot of people would like to get into business in that area as well. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about your series. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about you being a world traveler 
and so, how you got here, that, that brand of yours, something you did that has worked for yourself in such a way where you uh, are a trainer to celebrities. Yeah, yeah, we're going yeah. to talk about that in a bit. But first, we're going to listen to uh, one of Sakodia's record, uh, Things We Do For Love. Uh, we're going to be right back. Yeah. We're still talking to uh, one of uh, a people that is uh, one of the main influencers of Dutch Guinean descent here in the Netherlands, should I say. Uh, he goes by the name of Dennis Toppin. Uh, he is a personal trainer. He is a coach. He is an entrepreneur. Uh, what did I miss? Do you do other things? Um, no, but I might try something new. You might try something new. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Care yeah, to share? Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe write something, a book or something. That's what. That's, that's the next step. I want to write a book. Yeah, yeah like yeah. an inspirational book. Yeah, well, the writing the the story of my father who passed mm -hmm. away. Um, but I think his story is very inspiring to me, and I think it can inspire a lot of young entrepreneurs mm -hmm. or young um, African adults. So I think. Uh, I want to do that. Yeah. Sharing his story. Yeah, yeah. In a book. Yeah. All right. Um, you're now a gym owner. Yep, true. In, ch in charge of your gym. Yep. Uh, uh, what's it called? Tell us a bit about that. How did it start? So the gym is called CrossFit Immersive. It's like um, it's not like a gym as in the the, uh, the the chains you see in the Netherlands or the mainstream gyms, I would say. But it's more focused on um, personal training and um Focus on small group training and really guiding the people through the workout. So every session is always with a, uh, a a good certified instructor that will lead you to through the workouts, and that's what we do basically. Yeah. Okay. So CrossFit. Um, Immersive. That sounds yeah. that sounds familiar. CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah, it true. mean it's it's different from fitness? Because a lot of people think fitness. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Fitness is like when we look at the traditional fitness, we talk about weightlifting and 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 building up muscle. And CrossFit is, yeah, and treadmill. running, treadmill, and stuff yeah. like that. And what we do is, like, we tend to focus on the functionality of the body. So, for example, um, a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's my, it might be hard to sit down in a squat as in the way children do. You know, when children want to pick something off the floor, they'll sit down yeah. uh, with their butt almost close to their heels, chest is lifted, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, um, that's yeah. actually what the, the, the human body is, is, is made of. It's made to move and to, to be functional. And with CrossFit, I believe we can bring back the functionality of people and what they do on a day-to-day -day basis in lifting up stuff, having the right posture when they sit, um, best way to walk, and stuff like that. So um, we, we tend to focus more on that and challenge people in the functionality. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So does it focus more on, uh, should I say, agility being like flexible and, and uh, fit? It's everything because the body is strong. Mm -hmm. It's fit. It's flexible. Mm -hmm. So we, we we combine all these components in, in working out. So yeah, you will lift weight, but you also run. Um, we will we will challenge your your fitness as in you know um, in a short amount of time doing as many reps as possible. So yeah. it's always different, constantly varying in those three actually. Mm, yeah, I see. So is there a specific reason? Because uh, a lot of people think fitness. A lot of people make the mistake of saying it's fitness. It's fitness. I know it's not. Um, why did you choose for CrossFit instead of fitness where you started at? Um, because I believe that um, um, if you look at the trends, people are getting more aware of their health. And mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying fitness is good. I also do fitness. But I don't believe fitness should be the only thing you do. Mm -hmm. you know, because it's just one way of exercising. I oh, think yeah. um, so the traditional fitness is only one way of exercising. I believe that you should expand that and take the best of every world because yeah 
your body's not one type it's not built in one type of way you do a lot with your body so that's why i step away from that and mm -hmm. i saw crossfit and great high intensity interval training and i was like okay this is a training type that combines everything which is good for the human body okay if you if you if, if you're working with the right coach i have oh. to say that yeah so that's the reason you you chose for that yeah approach yeah definitely and uh, immersive is the other word does that say anything or yeah yeah so to immerse people like when you immerse someone you're like you, you engage them in the things you do so um people like for example if i would immerse you into my world that means like i will isolate you from everything away and you'll be in my world so yeah. crossfit immersive i want to immerse people in crossfit and it and the and the, yeah our vision when it comes to crossfit and functional training and fitness Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that sounds really good and um your gym owner uh tell us a little bit about how starting the gym started yeah. because that is starting something like that needs money it needs True. people it True. needs how did that come about so it, it it starts with 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 a passion and then eventually you you have an idea mm -hmm. and the next step is to put that idea on paper how boring it sounds how 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 yeah long it might take if you have something on paper it's legit i think and then working on that plan you put it on paper then you work in you work it into a business plan and you know uh from making that plan you yeah you get ideas of where to start and how to start and what yeah. you need and from the second even when you know what you need is mm -hmm. you, you go chase the things that you need and at some point you know yeah, you need to find the right people. You need an investment. You need to find investors. You just you just gotta put in the work. Actually, it's it sounds pretty tough, but it all comes down to really doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just really doing do it. it. Just doing it. I mean, you okay? You have to make a plan. Make the plan. While doing that plan, you realize that you, you know. Oh yeah, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? It needs got, something. Yeah, you, you gotta let other people review your plan too. You mm -hmm. know, seek for advice and then. Back to the drawing board again. Do it again. And at some point, you get to a stage when you're like, okay, this plan is complete. I've yeah. checked a lot of people. They read it and there's nothing they can add mm -hmm. or take away from it. Yeah. And once you read that point is when you start, you know, uh, realizing your, your plan and your dream, actually. So when did starting your actual business, when was this? In what period could the we... Could we talk about so basically actually you know my gym is now um um i started officially this year january so coming january will be like my first one year anniversary it's so your first it, year yeah it's my first year yeah um and it started like i say two um three years ago mm -hmm. i have a, i had a partner his name is harry and we were like you know we had we were working in this gym and we were like making a lot of sales for this gym training a lot of people mm -hmm. and you know with all due respect you got to start somewhere and, they, and this this company really invested in us but we came to the point that we understand we understood our quality um quality yeah we we're like you know we're making this company a lot of money so you so, were working sorry to interrupt you were working for somebody else yeah we were time. working for a gym yeah yeah a big mm -hmm. one yeah and we were like we we're making this gym a lot of money mm -hmm. and it would be stupid if we wouldn't try it ourselves yeah so that's 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 when the the, the drive came to start yeah that's yeah. when it started yeah right so that led to you guys joining forces joining forces and then starting the gym yeah in january yeah yeah okay so why did you choose for that environment um the hague how did that come about well i'm i'm i'm, I'm um, on the outskirts of the hague so i'm not really in the center of the hague i want to be like for example you know your location as a gym owner is very important it needs to be easy accessible uh you need to find the right type of people and not saying that 
um, not everyone is welcome. But if I think business wise, <laughs> you, you think about people who no, are not willing, everybody can come. <laughs> yeah, you know, people are willing to pay for it. Okay, and and and, and it. yeah, because yeah, because if people are not paying for it, how are you gonna how are you going to survive? How are you gonna help obviously? Your so yeah, you are looking for certain areas where you know that people will live with a certain standards, the middle class, the high class people, and that's where we we found like lights and fame, and that's an area where you have like young young uh, families young young uh, young people who are doing well living in a good neighborhood but who are also who willing pay. to pay yeah <laughs> for quality training okay um um and that's where we find our location in lights and fame actually mm, yeah that's where it started it's, it's close to the to the highway so it's easy accessible we have like uh, it's free parking around so it's like mm-hmm. you know you wanted to look at all these 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 points yeah and how was uh, finding clients how was that? How was the process? So the the lucky thing is, like, I already started as a personal trainer in a big gym, and because I'm sponsored by Reebok and I'm a national or international trainer for Les Mills, uh, my social media was really picking up. So you know, people know you as a trainer, and because I often got the question when I was doing these events for Les Mills or for other clubs, people often ask me, "So where can I find you?" And I was like, "Yeah, you can find me in this gym," but people didn't want to pay a membership to see me. They want to come directly to me. And that's when I started like, you know, I need to find my own space. So, yeah, people were already asking. So the the, 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 the demand was there, you know. Um, actually, that's how it started. So using your social media, making people well aware of what you do. And, yeah, talking a lot to people, but making people aware that you're there. That's how it started, actually. That is a piece yeah. of personal branding. Yeah. So uh, you utilize your network. Yeah. Yeah. They knew who you are and uh, where to find you yep. and all of that. So you talked about, because you just mentioned Reebok, like it's <laughs> it's just part of who you are or something. How did that come about? <laughs> so um, it started with Les Mills. Les Mills is like um, um, uh, one of the biggest um, companies when it comes to developing fitness programs for gyms worldwide. So if you go into a gym and you want to do a group class, I think most of the time you'll find less Mills class like Body Pump. That's one of the biggest programs worldwide when it comes to group fitness. And and this company, they had, um, you know, I became one of their international trainers and they had this deal with Reebok. And from the second Reebok became a partner of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, their trainers got sponsored by Reebok and they were looking for exceptional trainers. Mm-hmm. And luckily enough, I was one of them. And that's how I, how I got my partnership with Reebok, actually. Yeah. So what does that um, mean? Does it mean that you uh, that you always have to wear Reebok or that you have to give a shout out once a month? <laughs> how so, does that even work? So at first, I, I like before I want to before I partner with someone, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to check if I'm like if I can identify with with the, with the brand. And I could because Reebok is all about, you know, um, the normal people. I, by the normal people, I mean everyone, you know. It's not just the super fit people or the beginners. No, it's accessible for everyone. So I love their brand, you know. They combine, like, the physical, mental, and the social aspect in fitness or in, or in sports in general. So um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, cool. I love their branding. I love their style. And for for... for when I like when I sign for that contract, you know I have to wear yeah, Reebok branded stuff when I <laughs> represent enter, yeah represent it in the fitness world or in the sports world. So everywhere everything that has to do with fitness and sports, I prefer yeah I prefer wearing Reebok stuff and that's what I do yeah. That's what you do yeah. 
Mm, amazing. Um, you recently launched your web series, yeah. Then a stop in train. You made True. a lot of noise. True, <laughs> you're still making <laughs> a lot of noise. Because yeah. um, the thing is, you're also a trainer to celebs, celebrities. Yeah. yeah, true. How did that come about? Wow, that started like um, I think a year ago because I was like doing my branding with Reebok and Les Mills on my social media. All of a sudden, you know, like uh, yeah, all of a sudden I had this um, uh, Insta DM from Frenna saying like bro um yeah i need to discuss something for with you so can i have your number it's like of course why not and we made an appointment and he just put it out straight to me like i want to train and i want you to become my personal trainer can you do that and i was like of course and that's how it started with with him and also him using his socials every time when he was training with me because yeah we discussed i was like look cool we can do that but i also want something back as in when I'm your trainer, I want you to put it out there for me. And he was like, no problem. And he started putting it out there for me. And from there is when the others started coming. And that's how it rolled, actually. That's how you became trainer to the celebs. Yeah, yeah. So with Frenna, then First Men called, then Mullah Bey was interested. Um, then uh, the SFB crew was interested. And once you have like four to five celebs that you're training, you know, and they put you on their socials, um, the other fellow artists, their colleagues, I would say, they notice you. Um, so yeah, every time when they see me, they're like, oh yeah, I have to train with this guy or I have to start training and you want to get in that environment. So sometimes I would go to shows just to show them that I'm there and talk and mingle with people and being brave enough to tell them or ask them how their fitness game is and, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And when so, they have yeah. to do push-ups right away, exactly. you're like, throw 40. <laughs> yeah, like I did that with friend. Like sometimes he would, he, would, he, would, he would try to dodge me. It's like telling me like, oh, I can't train today because, you know. I'm not feeling well, and then I would see that he's he's on his way to a clip shoot or a show, and then I was I would ask his manager or his management where where's the location, and I would go to that. Location. You would just go there, and before he start his show or whatever, yeah. I'll make him do push up or workout before he goes. Yeah, so definitely yeah. amazing. So there is where I hear networking. That yeah. is another thing networking. that you utilize. Yeah, a lot and showing up at places where you're not asked. Showing <laughs> up at places where you're not asked and being brave enough to show up there and and have a plan and just talk and mingle and you know it's 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 stepping out of your comfort zone if you want to network sometimes so that's what i'm used to doing stepping out of my comfort zone being at places where people don't expect you to be and leaving a mark behind and doing that consistently at some point people will buy in or they will contact you yeah and would you say um what do you think that has been uh, the lead to your success now? Because you're quite successful, you know, starting your gym. Within a year, you have been able to reach a specific audience, yeah. um, do, you know, in, have endorsements yeah. and be known in uh, specific uh, circles. Yeah. Uh, what would you say has been factors that played major role into your success now? Same, like I said, stepping out of your comfort zone and leaving a mark every time, a good mark. Like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. Dennis has been here. Or every time when you ent enter a place, okay, this guy, who is he? So, yeah, stepping out of your comfort zone, leaving a mark, and being consistent in that, I think, has led to the success that I have right now. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, in a bit, we're almost about to close uh, yeah. this interview, so we're going to take some questions. Just one minute, go to a song, and then come back and have our audience, people that are listening, uh, uh, drop some questions and see what they get pick from you and i would also like for you to think of what last advice you would give to young people uh out there who would like to achieve what you achieve um 
what they should do to get where you're at or what you think is very important for them to have. So uh, before that, we're first going to listen to uh, a song I love uh, by an upcoming artist called Nao. It has this African vibe. She's an American artist. Uh, you should definitely check her out. And then we're going to be back to talk more about Dennis. And then we're wrapping it up. Uh, time flies. <laughs> we'll be back in a bit. And that song is called Drive and Disconnect. Check her out. Uh, I love that soulful. You know, she gives that good, good soulful vibe. And this happened to have an African feel to it. And I just felt like sharing. Um, we have almost uh, reached the end of the show. Well, actually, we have. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm Royal's favorite, I hope. <laughs> so I'm just stealing another minute. Um, first, you know, on, on the last note, Dennis, because uh, you came all the way here. Um, I would like to know what piece of advice... Would you like to give young people that, you know, also feel they could, they want more people to know about what they do as in terms of sports? As in they want people to know more. What I would say, you know, you got to step out of your comfort zone. Step out of your comfort zone with a plan that would make it easy to step out of it. And again, leave a mark. Let people know what you do and be confident about it. I think when you're confident about what you're doing and you're proud of what you're doing and you're passionate about it, uh, you can leave a good mark and be consistent in that. Um, that's the advice I would give people, yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, where can people find you and uh, find your show, find your uh, your your gym, <laughs> yeah. and find you? Where can they find you online? So they can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, and if you type in Dennis Stoppin or Dennis Stoppin, of Dennis Stoppin trained trains you can you can you can you find it easily google me Dennis Stoppin you'll find it yeah yeah all right so any last shout outs um shout out to you first of all for inviting me um shout out to all the people who are listening and shout out to our diaspora and everyone who's representing their nation thank you who's representing ghana exactly, all the way all the way <laughs> uh well you know ladies and gentlemen i am logging off it was me miss abba uh like i always say you can listen to the recap of the show uh on a podcast you can find Africa on Focus, the podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or you can find it through my Instagram. If you come to my Instagram, which is ms.aba, uh, it will take you there. Uh, listen, tune in in your quiet moments, in your quiet space. Make sure that you also spread the love. And if you have missed this show or you just tuned in, make sure that you spread it on your timeline so that the word goes out. Uh, we talked about personal branding today. And